Ladies and gentlemen, now entering the basement wing in at 237 pounds, he is your host, the man in the mirror, Jordan Tyler Wallenberg. Welcome to Wazzas! Let's get fucking listening, baby! It's me, it's your man, it's your maiden man, it's Old Walls, and I'm back with you for episode number 62. I want to thank everybody for coming back and hanging out and checking out Old Walls House once again. Got a fun show coming your guys' way. Before we get there, though, you know the deal, we're going to do that housekeeping. If you guys could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share the pod. Share it with everybody you know, friends, family, and that weird guy walking down the street. <clears throat> so again, thank you guys to everyone listening. I appreciate all you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I said we got a fun show. It's NCAA Tournament Week, ladies and gentlemen. This may be my favorite sports weekend of the year. Thursday and Friday may be my two favorite sports days of the year. I'm not the biggest basketball fan ever, anymore, but this this weekend, it just it, it all comes back to me, baby. I love this, and we got two guests here to chat about the NCAA tournament. We go on our quest to pick every game in the tournament again. Been doing this for a few years now, and we're gonna we're gonna see how we can do. I think last year we were, were something around 500 at the end of it. I know we got off to a pretty good start, and then kind of cooled off and came back to earth. So two guests, we got Zach Place coming back from last year. Zach was with us all three weeks last year, making picks with us. And, uh, you know, we, we, we missed Eric Appley here this week, but we got the one, the only daddy daddy's with us. So without any further ado, let's go get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my favorite time of the year. The NCAA tournament is here. And like usual, we are going to bet every single game of the tournament this year. I've got two guests here with me. Welcoming back everybody's favorite degenerate, Mr. Zach Place. How you doing, Zach? I'm good, Jordan. Thanks for having me on the show again. Hopefully we can make a little bit better predictions this year than last year, but uh, I'm thinking we're still going to fall on our face. Probably. That's, you know, half the fun. And uh, the third man in the booth with us, not Bucky Appley, not the most unreliable man in uh, in the podcasting world, but we had to go to another degenerate. The other place brother, some refer to him as the better place brother, Nick Daddy Place is here. Daddy, how we doing, my man? I'm good, Wally. Thanks for asking me to come on. Uh, Don't expect too much because I have watched no college basketball this year. That is half the fun of this is that Uh I have not watched much college basketball. Zach, any? Uh, I have watched starting on Thursday of last week. That is it. Nice. followed it on Twitter, but... uh... Now is now's March. Now is where basketball starts. Perfect. Then uh, there's no better way to do this, boys, than to to jump right in. We got uh, we got some first four games, as they're referred to now, the play-in games. Tuesday, we kick off with the 16 versus 16 matchup. South Southeast Missouri State and Texas A&MCC, who I believe are one of our returning favorites from last year. 
and I believe that means Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They have the uh, the pleasure of playing the face off against Alabama. Zach, who do we like? Uh, A&M Corpus Christi Christi minus four and a half here on my odd spreadsheet. Um, I think we loved them last year. We're going to continue to ride them. We don't like the state of Missouri whatsoever. So even the southeast portion can just take a hike. <laughs> Daddy, your first pick of the go here. I guess I'll back the Texas A&M CC squad. Why not? I couldn't tell you, you know, anything about them. Don't know what kind of basketball they play, but four and a half seems fair enough. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll again with the group here. We have our first unanimous decision. Texas A&M Corpus Christi gets the the full the full weight of the Old Walls House podcast behind it at minus four and a half. So continuing right along, we head on over to Pittsburgh and Mississippi State. I'm seeing one and a half. Any you guys got that? Uh, I have that <clears throat> at two. two. All right, let's roll with two then. You both said two, so Daddy, lead us off. Uh, I'm going to take Mississippi State um, strictly for the, the fact that Pitt is shit. So I, I, I support that. I can't. I cannot. Even though I'm moving to Pittsburgh, I vowed to Hannah that we will not attend a single Pittsburgh uh, sporting event unless they are playing Penn State, and we will be decked out in white. So roll Mississippi State. Pitt is shit. Mississippi State gets the win from us. All right, we move on to the next games. We don't. I, I believe we don't have a line for FDU and Texas Southern. We, we saw three and a half. That's what it opened at, but it went off the board. We don't know if there's injuries there, but uh, we'll see. Let's just let's just take one just for shits and giggles. What uh, what do we like there? I, I'm going to go as much as I despise Slano. I'm going to support FDU in honor of my father, Rob Place, um, and the Fairleigh Dickinson alma mater. Uh, I think they were getting three and a half when they opened, so we'll ride with them. Daddy, anything? What do you got? You gonna you gonna break break ranks yet? Yeah, I'll go different here. I'll take Texas Southern. Um, I think the boys down south know how to play some hoops, so I think they cover. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll break the first tie, and I'm gonna roll with FDU. I'm gonna echo what Zach says. This is in no way an endorsement of our uh, so-called friend, Coach Jeff Slanovic. Uh, I'm going to hop behind Dr. Rob Place here, FDU. We'll call it plus three and a half. Moving on, the final first four game, we have Nevada and Arizona State. I will lead us off here. We're going to be out in the uh, the fine state of Arizona here in a little under a month. So I'm going to roll with, with the Sun Devils. Arizona State, I'm seeing minus one and a half. It's probably somewhere in that neighborhood for you guys too. So give me the Devils. Uh, I'm going to go against you. Um, being a degenerate in this time of month or year, we're going to go with a great state of Nevada just due to Las Vegas. And uh, I like the Wolfpack. I will split the decision. I'm going to take Arizona State. Um, I've never been, but from what I've heard, Arizona State's a great party school. I think they'll get down in April and March. So Arizona State. All right. Arizona State. That rounds out the first four. Moving on. Let's uh, let's head to the South region, starting from the top. Alabama is going to play the winner of uh, Texas A and M CC or Southeast Missouri State. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a problem there. Shooter's going to shoot. Alabama, I will take to to cover whatever the spread's going to be there. 
uh, staying on the gun topic, I think uh, shooters are going to shoot, and no pun intended, they're just going to roll, just like they did this weekend. Alabama by 50. Alabama. Alabama large, we have to say. Moving on, the 8-9 matchup. Maryland. The Maryland Terrapins versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, Maryland, a one-and-a-half point underdog against WVU. I'm going to stick behind the Big Ten and, and ride Maryland. Again, being a Penn State fan, I will never pick Maryland at anything. I will take West Virginia and the country roads. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump behind the country roads of West Virginia as well. Uh, I, I just Maryland sucks. Fuck them. Let's go. Let's go Mountaineers. West Virginia. You said they were getting a one and a half. West Virginia is giving one and a half. Oh, giving. Okay. Favorite. All right. Well, we're picking the favorites. You know, we like that. In the five twelve matchup, we have San Diego State and Charleston. Charleston getting four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Big returning squad from last year who uh, was another upset team in the tournament. Um, They're the Cougars. I love Charleston. Great, great. King Street is fantastic. I'm going to ride behind them. I am also going to take Charleston, but, I, you know, plus four-and-a-half, I also think they win it outright. Ooh, he likes the outright. You would sprinkle the the money line that I'm hearing here. Money line on this. Go Charleston. I would. Uh, I'd be jumping right in line. We're going to take Charleston as well here. Uh, the roommate likes to vacation in the Charleston area. I've grown uh, grown a little fond of that that spot in the world. So Charleston getting four and a half, and also with uh, Big Daddy uh, pushing for a little upset in mind there. Virginia number four, Virginia, and number thirteen, Furman. Furman, we're looking at here. Daddy, why don't you lead us off? Furman University. I have Furman, you know, Virginia minus five and a half. I'm going to pick Furman. Um, I've watched a couple Virginia basketball games this year when they've played Duke, and as usual, they don't know how to score the basketball. They stink. So I know plus five and a half. You know Furman's mascot, Nick? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. The Paladins. The Paladins. You got to You got to just stand behind a team. That's the Paladins. They also only lost to Penn State by five. I don't know if that speaks highly to Penn State's basketball team or the Furman Paladins. I'm going to take five and a half. Uh, I'm going to agree with you guys again. I like Furman. There's no chance I'm betting on Virginia. As uh, as one of our other rules, we typically like to bet against Coach Jeff Slanovic's favorite teams. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of Virginia, so fuck you, Slano. Let's go, <laughs> Furman. We, uh, we move on to Creighton. And NC State, that's the 6-11 matchup. NC State, one of the uh, the few teams from the ACC in the tournament this year. Daddy, why don't you start us off here? Uh, I will. So Creighton is minus 4.5 is what I'm seeing. Um, I've also heard that NC State probably doesn't belong in the tournament, so I'll take Creighton minus 4.5. I'll, I'll support Creighton. They, uh, they looked pretty good the other night waxing Villanova um, had to sit and watch that one with Hannah and I know Slano Slano hurt, hurt on that one as well but uh, we'll ride with Creighton yes the Blue Jays uh, out of Omaha Nebraska huh? that's Omaha the red one they in fact are not red though they're the Blue Jays uh, yeah NC State stinks as does most of the ACC I like uh, I like 
I like Creighton there, and I think they cover the four and a half pretty, pretty easy. So that wraps up that one. We go over to Baylor, and you see Santa Barbara. What do you guys have for us there? Ten and a half point spread. Uh, I think Baylor's a dangerous team. I know they got bounced early in the tournament, but that just means more rest, right? I'm going to say Sikkim Bears. I'm going to roll with UC Santa Barbara. Ooh. I have no, never heard of the school. Um, I just think Baylor is not that good in March. They seem to always get bounced pretty early in the tournament, outside of the one year they did, you know, when they won it two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. That said... UC Santa Barbara has a fantastic logo and name. They are the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, and they got a cool little dude wearing a badass cowboy hat with some yellow, like, gold rings around it. Uh, For that reason and that reason alone, I will roll with the Big West champion UC Santa Barbara Gauchos uh, getting 10.5 in their matchup with Baylor. That takes us on to Missouri and Utah State. Utah State. Utah is, in fact, an actual state, so they are open for a pick here. The Mormon State. What do we got? Utah State favored by one and a half, being the 10 over the 7. I mean, just smelling smelling like an upset there. I'm, I'll take Utah State. Daddy, what are we thinking? I, I will also take Utah State. I have no reasoning again, but if you're favored as a 10 seed, you're probably pretty good. You're That's good. probably the right idea. I had some weird feeling to take Missouri, but the uh, the crowd has spoken. Utah State with the uh, – that's the second straight consensus upset pick for us, but they actually are a favorite by the people who really matter, the people in Vegas. And now we move on to our final game in the south region. That's going to be Arizona, the Wildcats. Matching up with Princeton, the two fifteen matchup. We have no spread here, by the way. No spread. Something funny is going on then. I am seeing. I've, I've got one. I'm seeing Arizona minus thirteen and a half. That's too low. Give me Arizona. Hammer down. I can see Nick hammering. We're hammering. <laughs> I was going to say Nick is hammer giving a up. hammer motion. Uh, I think I, I think you're right. I just don't think that's enough points. Arizona's yeah. solid. I've seen a couple of games. Most of the games I was listening to uh, Bill Walton whacked out of his fucking mind talking, uh, but uh, Arizona looks good. Hey, unless the unless the Princeton back cut is still really firing it on all cylinders, I think Arizona minus 13 and a half is a, is a pretty easy pick there. Okay, that wraps up the South region. Moving over to the the East region, Daddy's working through some technical difficulties, tossing us upside down, throwing his phone all over the place. Why don't we start from the bottom and work our way up this time? Marquette, the two seed, facing off against Vermont. What do we got there, boys? Oh, you're making me scroll to the bottom. I got 14 and a half. Marquette is favored. Yikes. Interesting. Yikes. I mean, it... Oh, I mean, Marquette's good. 14.5 is a lot of points, but uh, I can't back Vermont. I'm going to stick with the Big East and support Marquette. Sticking with the Big East, 
You were doing this shit last year, too. I know. It worked out well. Villanova made the Final Four. Did they? Poverty school, right? Final Four or Elite Eight. I'm going to go with Vermont. I don't think Marquette's been any sort of good at basketball in like the last 12 years. And I don't think the Big East is very good this year, if it's the Big East. So, I don't know. Is that a school or a conference? Yeah. Yeah, they just won the Big East title today, I think. Well, they don't play anybody in the Big East. So, the Big East is bad. Vermont covers 14 and a half. Shaka Smart, I think, is the coach at Marquette now. Havoc defense, baby. But their team can actually score this year. That said, one of my fondest memories, Vermont pulled off a hell of an upset over Syracuse back in the day. The kid was shooting it from, like, half court. So we're going to roll with Vermont. Give me those uh, Give me those 14 and a half. Vermont getting 14 and a half. We're taking Vermont here, boys. Uh, moving up, we've got USC, the seven seed, and USC. You just said USC. Did I say USC twice? I said USC twice. I'm a fucking idiot. Michigan State and USC. Michigan State and USC. We got Michigan State is minus one and a half. They are the favorite, and they are a fraud. They are Izzo is out. He's going to be fired this year. They're going to get bounced by USC in the first round. Call it. Wow, strong words. Okay, I'll back that. USC, one and a half, give me the points. Okay, I would have uh, taken Michigan State just for the fact that Tom Izzo, but um, look, fired. it looks like, you know, Zach's calling that he's getting fired, and uh, we're just going to go there. All right. Kansas State and Montana State in the three fourteen matchup. Daddy, uh, what are you thinking there? So I have Kansas State minus nine and a half is the spread. Uh, I'm going to go with the Montana State Bobcats. Mm. Um, I don't know, probably a team that shoots the three ball pretty well. So I think they cover nine and a half. They they do score the rock. Um, their BPI rank is horrible, but they reside in Bozeman, Montana. Never been. Really want to go. Um, Looks beautiful. Everything looks beautiful. I think Deep Dish is going there at some point for some wedding, maybe. I don't know. Sounds that, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, we'll take Montana State because of that. I was going to hop on Montana State, the Bobcats. I like the Bobcats for a, uh, a nickname. And Montana is, in fact, the state, so they can do that. So Montana State getting nine and a half. Uh, that seems like a you know pretty reasonable bet for us to make there. We keep going. We got Kentucky and Providence. Kentucky and Providence in the 6-11 matchup. What do you have, Nick? Do you have three and a half? Yeah, I have three and a half. Here. I'm seeing the same. What do you like? Take it away. I'm going to take Kentucky minus three and a half. Um, they're the one team I maybe know a little bit about. Oscar, Oscar Sheepway is pretty much an animal, so... I think they cover three and a half, no problem. I I would voice that. I think I'm going to put the mortgage on minus three and a half. That's too low. If Nick is really against this, these Big East teams, then uh, Providence is going to get booed out of the building. I agree. Big East is trash. Providence is trash. Give me the guys that, uh, I mean, I know everybody gets paid now, but these dudes have been getting paid for a long time. Give me the actual professionals on the court. Give me Kentucky minus three and a half. 
Next, Tennessee, the Volunteers, and Louisiana. I don't know what Louisiana is. The Raging Cajuns. Are they the well, Raging Cajuns? Lafayette. This is this is UL Lafayette. Aha. Uh-huh. This is the Raging Cajuns, baby. How a fucking bout it. I mean, can't get it better. The Raging Cajuns and good old Rocky Top. I think you should start playing the theme song. The Rocky Top. That's all you got. That's all I got. I don't. I can't really go much deeper than that. I'm seeing ten and a half. I got thirteen. I yeah, I also have thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, the score app not really up to date here. Uh, take us away, Daddy. Um, Tennessee in a landslide. Louisiana is a football school. <laughs> I I can agree. They're only they lost at Texas by twenty eight, and then they lost at Drake by twelve. Those are their two notable results. Give me Tennessee by thirteen. Yeah, yeah, not a lot on the schedule for the Raging Cajuns. Great nickname. I'm sad that we're going against them, but it looks like uh, Tennessee is the is the pick here for us. Minus 13 and a hook, as the cool kids say. Next, the 5-12 matchup, Oral Roberts and Duke. A couple of Duke fans we got here. What do you, uh, what do you guys think? Zach, start us off. Duke is hot right now. Winning, winning the old ACC, looking good, coming together, young team, giving seven and a half, five versus 12. Give me Oral Roberts. 17-game winning streak. <laughs> they shoot the lights out. They're scoring 84 points a game. Give me Oral Roberts, seven and a half. Nick's uh, not going to like that. <laughs> no, um... I'm going to take Duke minus seven and a half, but this is a very intriguing game. Uh, apparently, Oral Roberts has this guy with the last name Admus or Admus. I don't know, but he scores the ball unbelievably well. And I've also heard they have some seven fucking foot six monster. Connor Vanover. Seven, seven six. Yeah. Big boy. But Duke's got two, two seven footers that start both freshmen, both very talented. Um, I think they win just just by seven and a half. Eight-point win. <laughs> An eight-point win is the call. Duke, Oral Roberts. Guys laid out a lot of stuff here. Oral Roberts, 30-14, 17-game win streak. Their last loss came January 9th. January 9th. They won in the Summit League Championship game. They won 92-58. to 92 to 58. Like you said, Max Abmus. He's a six foot, 175 pound senior from Rockwell, Texas. So he's tough. He's from Texas. All of these things are leading me to where everyone in the world knows I'm going. Oral Roberts. Fuck Duke. There's no chance I'm picking Duke. Let's go, Oral Roberts, and give me the seven and a half. Thank you very much. Moving on. Eat your heart out, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have what, what do we got? Memphis minus one and a half. Is that the game we're on? Yeah, Memphis and yes, Florida Atlantic. I um, I didn't see the final, but they were pummeling Houston today, and Houston's they pummeled them. One of the better schools at basketball right now. Yeah, uh, I'll take Florida Atlantic plus one and a half. <laughs> Lane Kiffin. <sighs> really. I'm going to 
take Memphis. We have family in Memphis. People don't like Memphis. I think Memphis gets a bad rap. I, I like Memphis. So what do you think, Daddy, after beating Houston, who's... Uh, they're they're a, they're a one seed. Yeah, they're still a one seed. Midwest. You just think that uh, they you know they blew the wad a little early? Hey, yeah. FAU's 31-3. Nothing to shake a stick at. Memphis? Memphis peaked at the wrong time. Memphis has played Houston tough two other times this year. They lost by two and eight. Yeah, but who has Houston beat? That's a good question. We can find out. We can look at that. I don't know what conference they play in. The AAC or whatever it is. Yeah, my point. Houston has beat St. Mary's. They played Alabama tough. Now is when Alabama had a couple extra shooters on the squad. We got to stop with the shooters thing. I mean, there's, they're still under under investigation there. Alleged, alleged, alleged. allegedly. Let's not have any pat-downs as the opening entrance here. Not their best idea. Yeah, Houston doesn't have a lot of great wins now as you look at there. We need sway. Are we going back to there? Is Wally the deciding factor? I'm the deciding factor here. I'm rolling with Florida Atlantic. They're getting, they're getting one and a half, right? Yes, sir. Give me Florida Atlantic. Both teams traveling to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I like Florida Atlantic. We're going to roll with it. And then the, the final game. Oh, speaking of this, alleged, allegedly. Oh, no, I went too far. I'm wrong. Purdue. Purdue and Texas Southern or FDU. Probably not going to be enough points in that one. Well, Purdue's kind of, they kind of play a little bit of a slowdown game. I could I could maybe see a 16 seed hanging around, keeping it within like 25. But probably I, not. Probably just Purdue, right? Purdue. I just watched that Purdue-Penn State game, and Purdue has a young Yao Ming on their team. So that guy's unstoppable. So sounds like uh, Purdue. Purdue is the one. All right, that wraps up the East. On now to the Midwest. We're going to start at the, the top of the bracket this time. Houston and Northern Kentucky. What are we looking at there, Daddy? Uh, I'm seeing Houston minus 20 and a half. Um, yeah, I think they cover that. I know I was just talking just, bad shit on them. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, I don't <laughs> think the Kentucky Norse have, have 20 and a half in them. Nick, do you know what a Norse is? No, I just know that's their mascot. I'm going to have to, I have to Google that. What's it's a like Norse? a Viking. Norwegian Norseman, yeah. Yeah. See, that might sway my opinion, because Vikings are pretty badass. Should have known that being in the great state of Minnesota, the Norwegians up here. Bottom of them. So you sticking with your Houston? The, you know, the Houston team you've just been trashing the shit out of? Yeah, Houston in a landslide. <laughs> Houston in a landslide. The Norse, they can't score. Houston in a landslide is yeah. unanimous. Uh, yeah, the, the 16s, they don't stand a chance. 8-9 matchup, Iowa and Auburn. What are we thinking, gents? I hate these two schools. <laughs> <laughs> I despise the great state of Iowa more than anything in the world. Uh, the Hawkeyes, I hope they lose. I don't like Auburn, but I hate the Hawkeyes. Give me Auburn, plus I have a hook. Yeah, basically a pick. So, I'm going to take Iowa. I don't, I don't like either schools, you know, either, but give me Iowa. I was uh, I was on record earlier this year stating that Auburn was my 
my Dark Horse team. And not long after I stated that, I think they lost something like six of their next eight games. That being said, fuck Iowa. There is no chance we're picking Iowa. Let's go Auburn. Auburn is going to be uh, the pick here. We get Auburn getting what? What was it you said it was a pick? And it was like, they're getting the hook? Yep, they're getting the hook. Yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take the hook just in case uh, a meteor blows up the arena, which might be the most uh, the most beneficial result to everybody. So Auburn there next. Miami, Florida, the five seed out of the dog shit ACC and Drake. What do we got there, Daddy? Uh, I got Miami minus three and a half. Um, I don't know why that line's so low. I don't even know what Drake's mascot is. Don't know. Bulldogs, baby. I don't know if they're good. I'm going to take Miami. I've seen them play a couple games this year. They can score the ball. Miami, three and a half. The, the Drake Bulldogs are the Missouri Valley champs, and I have heard good things about them. It, it seems that they can score the rock. They have scored a lot of points in a lot of games this year. I the ACC sucks. I'm I'm gonna take Drake. ACC sucks. I'm gonna take Drake. Their average age on the team is 23 years old. They're old. They're gonna be veterans. They know what they're doing. They're not gonna lose to Miami. A pack of veterans. Yeah. yeah. No chance. What was the number there? Three and a half. Drake's getting. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, Drake, Drake all the way. Daddy, poor decision. Poor decision there. Thank you. Thank you. Next, Indiana and Kent State. What do we got for a line, Zach? Kent State is getting five and a half. Um, I don't know who the big dude is for Indiana, but I watched that Penn State game yesterday, and when he gets the ball, he dominates. I know Nick likes Kent State, but... I'm going with the Hoosiers. Daddy, as I see you waving your hand around, you uh, you seem to be a fan of Kent State. Yeah, give me the Golden Flashes plus five and a half. I also watched that Indiana game, and outside of the big guy, Trace Jackson Davis, Zach reference, they don't have a guy that can do anything on the basketball floor. See, there's a rule. There's a rule to all of these things. And the rule is you can't bet on a team that has state in the name but isn't from a state. Kent is not a state. Even though Eric Appley was too cool for us and ditched us tonight, we'll abide by his rule. Can't take Kent State. We're going to take Indiana. Indiana laying the five and a half. Rules are meant to be broken. (laughs) Next up, Iowa State, a real state, will play either Mississippi State or Pittsburgh. So this is just a a real toss-up here. Tough for us to make a pick here. Uh, we did say Mississippi State was going to be our pick. So let's just go with the assumption that it's going to be Iowa State versus Mississippi State. No idea on what a line would be, but uh, Zach, what do you think? I just got done saying I hate the state of Iowa, but if I had to choose the better of the two evils, it's going to be the Cyclones. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State because if it's Pitt, I can't cheer for Pitt. It's going to be Mississippi State. They can't match up. I think it's okay to hate Iowa and like Iowa State. They're kind of like the redheaded stepchild in that state. 
so they don't really fit in. So I'm going to roll with Iowa State here as well. We have, again, no idea what the line's going to be. Daddy, your uh, your opinion doesn't actually matter here, but we'll let you have it anyway. No, my, my pick doesn't matter, but if it's Mississippi State and Iowa State, I'm going to take Mississippi State. It always seems like an 11 seed kind of makes a run. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State, I think, is always one of those teams that gets bounced pretty early. Now, okay. if Pitt does somehow win, I will take Iowa State. I mean, you did say the same thing about Baylor, and they were, you know, the national champs two years ago. So we'll take we'll take that piece of advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> Next game, Xavier and how do you say Kennesaw Kennesaw State? Am I saying it right? Kennesaw State. Yeah. I'm I'm known to mispronounce things. So Xavier and Kennesaw State. Uh, what do you what are you thinking here, Daddy? So I have the spread at Xavier twelve and a half minus twelve and a half. I will take Xavier. Um, I you know I I don't know why. Just, <laughs> they'll cover twelve and a half. Just write it down. All you have to say is we abide by Eric Appley's rule of we will not support a team that is not a state calling themselves a state, and we just can't do it. Xavier's going to uh, – yeah, it's not even going to be close. Kennesaw State is the shortest team in the D1. Um, they won't match up well. They can't make free throws. Give me Xavier. Nice piece of little info there. Shortest team in D1. How about it? Yeah. Do we have an average height? Uh, doesn't say. Doesn't say. They are the shortest roster in the D1. What's that got to be? That's got to be like sub 6'8", six, six, right? Yeah, I was going to say 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, oh, damn. You're thinking real short. Okay, next game, Texas A&M and Penn State. Penn is short for Pennsylvania, just throwing that out there. So, uh, Zach, lead us off. Penn State getting two and a half, entering the game hot. A&M lost today, right? I I believe so. Yeah, I think they got beat by double digits. Um, I mean, I, I can't go against... My team, even though we're a football school, we're not a basketball school. Um, the Funk Kid can shoot the rock from anywhere, and it's fun to watch. So give me Penn State, two and a half. Jimbo Fisher is going to get fired for a basketball team losing. <laughs> a lot of coaches getting fired by you two. I'll, I'll go next here. I think the the little Cinderella run Penn State's on is over. Texas A&M got matched up with a a tough Alabama team. They had some solid win, a solid win over Vanderbilt to get there. I think the Big Twelve is a good, or sorry, the SEC. I think the SEC. I always get confused still on these guys. I think the SEC solid. It's not the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is the best basketball conference, I think. But I think it's still solid. I'm going to take Texas A&M. I don't think Pickett's going to be able to. To back his way down from half court to much success against the uh, against the Aggies, so Daddy, it's all up to you. Um, Zach is right. Penn State is not a basketball school, but they are not a football school. It's a wrestling school. Let's get that out there. Everybody knows. Um, as much as I want to pick Penn State, I do think Wally is right in that the Cinderella story kind of comes to an end. I mean, if if A and M pressures them. The way that Indiana did at the end of the game, yes, things could go severely wrong quickly. So Texas A&M takes out the uh, the Nittany Lions in the the 10-7 matchup, and we go on to Texas, the two the two seed, and Colgate, Texas and Colgate. 
Texas. A quick Texas call from Daddy does not even give us a a, a line or a spread there. Just fourteen fire. and a half is what I see. Oh God, that's not even close to enough. No, yeah, that's. I think that's, Texas is one of the best teams. Yeah, they just yeah. they just handled Kansas. Fourteen. That's not even close to enough. Texas. Texas by a million. My notes here literally say Colgate isn't expected to win a game in this tournament, but they somehow made it. Give me Texas. Yeah, that, that's an easy one. And that wraps up the Midwest. Tell me when. The final bracket now, the West bracket, but I think we had some breaking news Daddy dropped us here in the break. Uh, you want to hit us with that? Yeah, breaking news. ESPN alert across my phone for all you loyal listeners. The Stanford and Virginia Tech women's teams earn one seeds in the NCAA tournament. So there you go, guys. You got that information because I know everyone was looking for it. Uh, moving on to things that matter, uh, Kansas is the number one seed, and they will face Howard, the 16th seed. Howard. Anyone got a line on that? I'm just guessing it's probably not enough. Can't be enough. It's not enough. <clears throat> Does anyone know where Howard is? They I are the Bison. Never, I've never even heard of Howard University. I, I'm pretty sure it's made up like what was the South whatever school that movie accepted. Ah. Uh. All you need to know is that 22 and a half is not enough, as they lost to Yale by 46. Oh Jimmy no, Kansas. Yale by 46. That's a lot. Kentucky by 32. Ooh. Howard University, they're in the MEAC. Notable alumni include Chadwick Bozeman, Thurgood Marshall, Zora Neil Hurston, Tajari P. Henson. Just, you know, some notable alumni. Uh, 7,700 7, undergrad students. And uh, they are located in Washington, D.C. I think Misericordia might give them a run for their money. You know, you never know. You never know. Um, okay, moving on. We've got Arkansas and Illinois. Zach, hit us. Arkansas is minus one and a half. Illinois. I'm going to take the pigs just because our cousin went there and he's a big Arkansas fan, so it's in the family. Daddy? I second that. Yeah, I second that. Arkansas minus four and a half. Arkansas is your team. Four and a half, you said? One and a half. One and a half. Don't cheat us. Yeah. All right. St. Mary's and VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, 512. They are, VCU is a five and a half point underdog to St. Mary's. St. Mary's plays against Gonzaga in whatever conference that is. They're the only two teams in that conference. Uh, give me VCU. Give me a little, I don't know if the Havoc defense is still there after Shaka's gone, but give me VCU. The Horns. I will take St. Mary's minus five and a half. They beat Gonzaga once this year. That's good enough for me. Uh, St. Mary's minus five and a half for me here. They have a BPI rank of 19. 19 for St. Mary's, so I'm going to roll with them. 
Next up, Connecticut. You, 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 Yukon, and Iona. Iona, frequent spoiler in the NCAA tournament. Daddy, start us. Um, I have the spread. Actually, I do not have the spread. Has no not spread. No spread. Um, I'm going to take Yukon. Uh, I think Yukon is a very dangerous team. Final four potential out of Yukon. I'm seeing Yukon minus nine and a half. That's too low. I will take Yukon. UConn has played eight top 25 teams this year. Iona has played none. UConn. Don't even have to say anything. Rick Pitino can't coach. He got bounced from Minnesota. If you can't coach in the Big Ten, then, yeah, give me UConn. Wasn't that his kid? Rick. Rick, not Rich. Rick Pitino is his kid, yes. No, I thought Rich Pitino was the kid. Rich Pitino is the kid. Rick Pitino's the dad. Oh. Rick Pitino was at Louisville, pretty sure, wasn't he? Yeah, there was something that, funny. That Iona team loves drugs and partying, and they may, ooh, I may change that pick. I don't have to say, but. They still stink. Um, next, TCU to face the winner of Arizona State and Nevada. We have Arizona State playing that game. I'm going to start us off here. I will be picking Arizona State or Nevada. Uh, Coach Jeff Slanovic has been high on TCU this year. That's the ultimate kiss of death for that team. Give me Arizona State or Nevada in that one. Did TCU just lose a player? I thought I heard that. Yes. Give me ASU or Nevada then. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure they may have lost somebody. Somebody just got hurt. I feel like we should go. Oh, he was set to return. I don't know. All right, whatever. Either way, I'll support you. Sure. Sure, sure he adds. (laughs) Gonzaga and Grand Canyon University. Isn't Grand Canyon like an online school? They call it the Harvard of the Midwest. (laughs) I don't even think that's the Midwest. It's like the Mountain West. Pretty West. Anyone got a line for us there? Thirteen and a half. This is this is the worst Gonzaga team they've had, and that this will be the one where they make a run and get to the Final Four because there's one player still there, and he goes by the last name Timmy. Timmy, great mustache. Give me Gonzaga. I agree. The Zags, all the way. Daddy, anything? No, Gonzaga big. Okay, easy easy bracket here. Northwestern and Boise State, the seven ten matchup. What do we got for a line there, gentlemen? I have it as a pick. 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 Daddy, lead us off. I'll take Boise State. I just watched the the Northwestern-Penn State game, and Northwestern was not impressive at all. So, Boise State. Zach. I'm going to take Northwestern. I know Northwestern didn't look good, but Boise State's entering this, losing three of their last five. They don't have a bench. I'll take Northwestern and a pick up better school. I'm going to take Northwestern. A, you can't bet on states that aren't related to states. Northwestern also has some good wins throughout the year. Beat Indiana twice, beat Michigan State, played close games with uh, Maryland and Auburn. Have lost to Penn State twice. That's kind of worrisome, but Northwestern. And what was the line there? Pick them. Pick them. Northwestern, pick them. Go, nerds. And rounding out the uh, the bracket, UCLA will play UNC Asheville. 
I another game that I can't imagine there's enough points laid out there. Eighteen and a half. Not enough. I will be first one to say I'm going on the board for UCLA. UCLA, I think it's good. I've seen them play a couple times. They got that dude with the crazy hair. Uh, I'm taking UCLA. So UCLA is who just lost their starting guard, Jalen Clark. That that was the big injury this weekend. Uh huh. So that 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 could hurt them. I think he's probably their third best player, but losing a starting guard hurts. Uh, I did frequent Asheville this summer. Shout out to the, the Riffics. Thank you, Lexi, for getting married. Had a great time. Big brewery town, but uh, 18 and a half is, ooh, suddenly cracked a cold one there. 18 Possibly. and a half is not enough. Give me UCLA. Yes, I will get on the bandwagon and go with UCLA. They have one of my favorite players to watch, Tiger Campbell. Yeah, I don't think the guard hurts him too much in the first round. Moving forward, I think it's a problem, but not in the first one. Gentlemen, that is 34 games. Wait, no. 38? No. 36 games. We just picked 36 games tonight. So, any closing thoughts? Anybody you want to go on the record for as uh, as your pick to win it all here? Or before we uh, close up shop? Go ahead, Nick. Who's your pick? I think Arizona is a very intriguing team. I think they make the Final Four. I think they win it all. There you go. That what you want to hear? How about it? My final four will be Alabama, Marquette, Houston, and UCLA. Oh, taking UCLA despite the injury. They are good. I will take Alabama. Xavier, Kansas, and Duke with Alabama to win it all. Nice. Can I do my final four now? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Arizona, Duke, Houston, and UConn. All right, ladies yeah. and gents. You've heard it here first. Those are the picks. We'll be back next week to uh, – to wrap it all up, see how we did, and uh, give you the the next picks for the week. My favorite uh, my favorite time of the year. Hope everybody enjoys Thursday and Friday, the the probably the two best days of uh, sports sporting events in the in the world. So, uh, anything else before we sign off here, gents? Dakota, I'll be working from home Thursday and Friday. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't work anyway. It's not going to matter. That's right. All right. Daddy, Zach, thank you, boys, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Wally. Thanks, Walls. The Players' Championship. Scotty Scheffler with another win. With another win. My man's now won six times in, like, the last 27 events, I think. Six times dating back to the Super Bowl last year in, like, 13 months. He obviously ripped those four wins off. In that time frame, and now he won the the waste management again this year. Sorry, the WM Phoenix Open again this year, and then the players. He's one of only three people now to have a players championship and a Masters title at the same time. The other two being, of course, Jack and Tiger, because of course, why not? Why not? But yeah, Scotty Scheffler, rounds of sixty eight, 
69, 65, 69, 1700 to bring himself home a whopping four and a half million dollars. Four and a half million. Woo. Min Woo Lee, he put on a show on Saturday, made it fun Saturday, got me on his. I was all aboard the Min Woo train. Unfortunately, it wasn't the B for him. Made an early triple, I believe, on the fourth hole. And then just you know, never had it there. Some some other people made runs. Some other people made runs for a while. Max Homa got hot and made a run, which was nice because I picked him in my fantasy league. So I was I was really glad to see him finally show up on Sunday after kind of middling around. And I also picked Tyrrell Hatton. And Tyrrell Hatton made himself a move on Sunday. A back 929 for a Sunday 65. Made himself a lot of cash. Ends up taking home $2.725 million for solo second. $2,725,000. Had he just played where he, the position he was in making the turn, he was like T30th or something like that. He was slated to make $143,000. Just for some context, T27, there were a bunch of people tied there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys tied at five under T27. 167,000. Oof. You know what? That's seven under. Yep, so that's what he would have made. It would have been, yeah, it's hard to calculate exactly the way the splits go. But yeah, he made himself somewhere in the neighborhood of $2 million on that back nine. And on 18, he slung one out over the water and cut it back onto the green. A punch shot from the right trees. The nuts to do something like that. But it, it just didn't matter when it comes to Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler was just solid, solid, solid. He was the only player in the last 10 groups to break 70 on Sunday, which was just mightily impressive. The leaderboard was a little weird. I said some dudes started to show up Sunday. The leaderboard was a little weird. As can be the case at the players. It just kind of happens that way sometimes. But it, it started to even itself out. You you had dudes finally show up. Like If you look at the top 20, you got guys like Xander, Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Jason Day's in there, kind of resurgent Jason Day, Colin Morikawa, who we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Ricky Fowler, uh, a T13, makes himself four, $450,000. Um, Max Holm at T6. Justin Rose with some resurgence as well. But then you got Sung J.M. there. Hideki, uh, solo fifth. Victor Hovland up in T3. He's T3 with Tom Hoagie, who ends the weekend at 10 under. After he goes 62-70 on the weekend. 62 course record on Saturday when everyone was going low he went really low he took it deep as they say so yeah he was on the cut line talking about booking flights home and then all of a sudden he takes third t3 at the players 1.45 1. yeah 1.47 million dollars that's uh not a bad not a bad little weekend and then flew home coach 21c as he tweeted out 21c Morikawa, I said we'd get back to him. Dude opens up 7 under 65 in round 1. Then shoots even. 
for the rest of the tournament. That felt disappointing. That felt really disappointing. It, it just felt like once he got out to a great start, the conditions Saturday were everybody was going low, and I think he shot even on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. But it's like this that just felt like it was time for him to just go nuts. And everybody else is going nuts on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. He shot sixty he shot sixty-five on Saturday in round three. Why was I confused? What did he shoot on? Oh no, hang on. No, he didn't. My uh my app is is freaking out. It's just telling me he shot sixty five every day. Which is not the case. That's what he did on Friday. Let me re I'll reload the app, but it felt like Colin Morikawa was in a position where he could have played well on the weekend and got involved. It and it just never happened, unfortunately. And he's kind of a guy who's a victim of his own success. Shot 71 on Sunday. He made a triple on 10 that really hurt him. Other than that, he played pretty solid on Sunday. Saturday, when everybody else was going low, he shot even, 72. And he made birdies on 16 and 17 to do that. But he was getting lapped when that was happening. And round two, one over 73. So after the 700, he goes one over, even, one under. Uh, underwhelming. I guess would be the way to say it. So that's just, that's just the way it is though. Sometimes, like I said, he's kind of a victim of own success. Wins two majors so fast, hits it so good, but what are you doing with it? Yeah. Ricky Fowler though. Good, good showing from Ricky. Um, anything else, anybody else kind of jumping out cam Davis. That was a pretty good showing for him. We mentioned Jason day. So yeah, that was, it was, it was a tournament that, I don't want to say it wasn't fun because I enjoyed watching it. it. Obviously, Sunday, Scotty's so good that when he went on his little run there, it, it just it, it made the tournament not as interesting. When he got to eight, was eight when he chipped in? He chipped in at some point. Yes, he chipped in on eight, and then it was like, uh-oh, floodgates are open. He was one over at that point. Chips in on eight, then birdies nine, 10, 11, 12. And then it was, it felt over at that point. He made a bogey on 14, but at that point he had enough of a lead that it didn't feel like it mattered at all. So, yeah, Scotty Scheffler wins again. He's now got a players, he's got a major, and six wins. And he's 26 years old. Interesting, interesting. How long can this run he's on last? John Rahm had the WD with sickness. It's too bad. He wasn't in the field, but uh, be interesting. Uh, Rory misses the cut pretty wildly. So it'll be interesting how everybody does. You know, we're not going to see the top dudes all together again until until the Masters. We got uh, the Valspar this this week. That'll that'll get a couple of decent guys. I think maybe JT and Spieth are playing. Then you got the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Championship. That is. I'm sorry, that's that's opposite of the match play. So we're going to see everybody at the match play in a couple weeks. Then Valero, then the Masters. So I apologize. I for, the, the thing I'm looking at just didn't have the match play on there. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's, that's about what we got for the golf. We're uh, a couple weeks, we'll be 
uh, interesting in the, the final match play. It's uh, not on the schedule for 2024. So, okay. Fires update. Chuck Fletcher. No more. He's gone. He's out of here. See you later. Sayonara, sucker. He was uh, relieved of his duties as GM. Something that was long called upon by uh, our favorite Flyers fans, the Gordon Brothers, T-Man and H-Man, who were just with us last week. Uh, pretty shitty timing. It would have been nice to have them on to talk about it, but we're, you know, we're on the NCAA tournament. Um, so, yeah, he's gone. He is replaced by interim Danny Briere as the interim GM. In conversating with T-Man, not thrilled, not thrilled about that. He said, glad that Fletcher's gone, but Danny B., Surely ain't it was his uh, his exact message, I believe. Seems there's a lot that if you if you read a little bit about this, there's a lot of people of the same mindset and. And everything and mindset and tactics and all of the same ilk. As Chuck Fletcher in that front office, sounds like everybody's got to go. Sounds like you need to go in, clean house and just light everything on fire and just start completely anew. As for on the ice, three losses for the Flyers this week. The Flyers scored a whopping total of three total goals in that game. Two against the Lightning, none against the Hurricanes in a 1-0 loss, and then a uh, a 5-1 beatdown to the Penguins on Saturday. So, yeah, going great. But, hey, losses are wins, losses are wins, and there have been plenty of losses of late. I think they're like three and seven in their last 10 games, give or take. I'll double check that here. But yeah, they got uh, just just three games this week, hosting the Golden Knights tomorrow on Tuesday, as when most of you will be listening to this. And then they host the Sabres on Friday and the Hurricanes on Saturday. So yeah, three more games for them hopefully to lose, because like we said, losses are wins at this point. Losses or wins. And yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, three, uh, two, seven, and one in the last 10 have lost three straight now. So hopefully there's uh, another three game losing streak coming this week. Fight game, fight game, fight game. Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. It's being reported that they've agreed to the financials. On a fight. I think it's going to go 70-30 split in Tyson Fury's favor, which kind of seems wild, but he's obviously the moneymaker of the two. He holds the WBC belt. Alexander Usyk holds the WBA, WBO, and IBL belts. And they, Frank Warren, who is Tyson Fury's manager, promoter in England, teams up with top rank. They're saying April 29th. It's going to happen April 29th. Seeing some scuttle, you see some scuttlebutt out there that, you know, April 29th is is not enough time. It's only six weeks away. They need more time to set this up. But there, there is plenty, plenty of things pointing towards April 29th at Wembley. I don't know. That's a busy, it's, that would be one week after Tank and Ryan Garcia on April 22nd, so who knows? Hopefully this thing gets done. But Tyson Fury releases a video every day where he's talking nonsense, bitching about the, the purse split. Now he's bitching that he doesn't want a rematch clause. And, and Usyk's firing back saying, 
We weren't asking for a rematch clause. You were asking for the rematch clause. Uh, so take everything Tyson Fury says with, you know, a grain of salt. A lot of bluster. A lot of bluster there, if you will. So hopefully this fight gets done. It would be for the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Haven't had one of those since Lennox Lewis back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So really hoping this one gets done. That said, I don't know if this is that great of a fight. It's these are two very good boxers. Tyson Fury is hard to hit. Usyk is an extremely skilled fighter and will I'm not so sure that this fight would be that appealing visually. It, it the event of it is going to be something else. Tyson Fury talking shit. Usyk, like I said, seeing Usyk, a former cruiserweight who has become a unified champion. See if he can become the undisputed champion. Fury's going to dwarf him in size. Like there's a lot of things that are going to be pretty, pretty, pretty crazy about it and pretty awesome. I'm not so sure that the fight itself would be that appealing. Hey, I've been wrong a million times before. and I hope I'm very wrong in this one, but just my two cents. This weekend, however, UFC 286, we got Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman 3. As you all remember, the last time Usman and Edwards faced off, it looked like Kamara was was going to, you know, the decision. I don't know know if dominant is the right way to put it, but a, a strong effort was leading him to what looked like a decision victory over Leon Edwards. And then he got caught. And then he got knocked the fuck out by that kick. Straight to the dome. Can Kamara Usman get himself some revenge against Leon Edwards? This fight is over in... Is this fight in England? I think we're getting it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I... I'm not super sure. Uh, I'll look here. But yeah, I'm excited. I think... I think this thing's... Yeah, London, United Kingdom, O2 Arena. I think this thing's uh, not going to be good for Leon. It's not going to be a homecoming he's happy with. I think Kamara's going to come in there, and I think he's going to look to put him away. I think he's going to try and, you know, muck it up and just maul him. So, uh, be very interesting, though. You never know what a, a loss does. That Sometimes the loss breaks you. Uh, so, but still, very excited, very excited. Elsewhere on this card, uh, anytime Justin Gaethje fights, I am stoked because those dudes' fights are usually great. He's got Rafael Fizev. Fizev? I don't know. Am I, I'm butchering it. We're going to call him Rafael. That dude's a good fighter, too. So this should be a, a just a banging fight. Also, other on the card, Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarina. Gunnar Nelson looking. Uh, let me go. Let me just start taking some. Then we got Martin Vittori. Roman Dole disease. Ooh, who's this gentleman? He's 6'2", he's 34. Oh, I'm going to take Vittori. I'm going to take Martin Vittori. I'm probably getting duped. I was 5-0 and last week. Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill, 9-0. and Something tells me Casey O'Neill is going to win this fight. The 25-year-old 9-0 and fighter versus the 34-year-old 29-1 and fighter. With a five-inch reach advantage for Casey O'Neill. We're going to take Casey O'Neill. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarina. 
let's go. Uh, let's go Barbarina there. We're going to take Barbarina. I'm going to take Gaethje. I'm probably going to regret that. And then I'm going to take Usman. This should be, this should be a fun card. That that looks like, that looks like some fun fights to me. And I, I like Usman to regain his title at welterweight in the main event. I also love that it's going to be on in the afternoon and this shit will be over by like what? So normally they start at nine and they're done at 1231 o'clock. So things going to be over by seven thirty, eight o'clock. Holy shit. That's great. Love it. All right. Can't wait to talk about the, the aftermath. Passing thoughts time. Let's start with people who piss me off. Add it to the list. You know who pisses me off? When you're driving down a two-lane road, you got some cars out in front of you, you're not going anywhere, so you're just, you know, you're being a courteous person, and you're not tailgating somebody. You're not up their ass. The problem is, you got some fucking douchebag behind you that is up your ass. Why? What's he proven? Nothing. Just being an asshole. You're going 60 on a 55, and there's five cars out in front of you. What are you going to do? Try and pass all five cars? Try and bob and weave? Get the fuck out of here. So what do you do? You drive like a normal person, like a polite person, a contributing member of society. And what happens? The idiot behind you has to pass you to then sit 20 feet in front of you and get stuck behind the same cars you were stuck behind. Where are you going, buddy? Where are you going? Nowhere is the answer. Just sit back there and wait your fucking turn. What, what did that gain you? Half a second? You got you got to the, the red light half a second before I did, huh? It just, it just blows my mind. Like, what do these people think? Like, oh, I'm getting you. I'm going to get ahead of you. Yeah. I bet you the people who do that has a strong correlation to dick size, and it's going to be small. Just a guess. Just a guess. Just thinking. Just, you know, just top of my mind there. Hey, 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 hey. Oofta, oofta. So started watching Billions. Just a just a couple laps in. Uh the first scene of that is in- interesting to say the least would be the words I would use. But so far, I think 3 episodes in, uh, I'm finding it, it, it I've gone back each time. I, I I think I'm I think I'm in. I think I'm into Billions. I think I'm watching it. I think that's I think that's a thing. So, I'll uh too early to give like a full review to give not that I give full reviews or anything, but too early to give like a, a review of any sort. So, yeah, but billions were in to billions. Monday Night Raw, I watched only the John Cena segment, and then I saw the replay of the Uso. Jay Uso turned on Sami Zayn. Now the Usos is back. We the ones. Bloodline. Uh. Uh, but the moral of the story from Raw is John Cena still got it. John Cena went out there and absolutely eviscerated Austin Theory in a promo. It was fan-fucking-tastic, to say the least. It was just pure class from one of the goats of WWE. John Cena still got the fastball. He's going to be matching up with uh, Mr. Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Um, That should be a decent match, I'd have to think. But John Cena, the promo game, still there. Still got it. Still got it. 
Let's talk some food. Let's talk some food here for a second. Can we bring back snack wraps at McDonald's? Have I talked about, I probably have talked about snack wraps. It's been on my mind a lot. And when I got thinking of other food that has gone the wayside, Cine Minis. Cine Minis from Burger King. Miss those. Can we bring back snack wraps to McDonald's and Cine Minis to Burger King? Just going to toss it out there. I rarely go to Burger King. Ever. Ever. I mean, they lost me when they got rid of the the, the Cine Minis and McDonald's. Why don't we have snack wraps? I'm glad because the only fast food in my town is McDonald's. If they had snack wraps, I'd probably fall prey to getting snack wraps there much more than I go there now. Speaking of burger joints, I tried a new way to make burgers. Went smash burger style. Now, I know I've talked to you in the past about my, my patented burgers. I think I'm going to switch tactics. Now, that said, that said, to make smash burgers, you got to either do this on like a Blackstone, uh, a good cast iron skillet. You can't be doing the. You can't be making good smash burgers on the grill. It just doesn't work. You can't do the smash. Then they're going to crumple. They're going to fall through the grates. I don't think they'll stay together. You want to be, you know, you want to cook them in like some butter or something. And you want it to grill up in the fat, help it stay nice and moist. But yeah, I you know I don't I talked I I've, I'm very proud of my burgers. I thought I made an incredible burger, and I still think I do. I just think the smash burgers are better, and paired it with a little special sauce. So let's just walk through it. You know, you get your burgers, you make them into smaller patties, thinner patties. Seasoning is very simple: salt, pepper, a little garlic powder. You want to toss some Lowry's in there, you know, I, and you know, I'm famous in my, in my full patty burgers, you know, you're doing salt, pepper, garlic powder, Lowry's, uh, some Worcestershire sauce, uh, you know, an, an egg to help it bind together, some hot sauce, like you're doing a lot, some mustard right in there, like you're doing a lot of stuff. On the smash burger, we're not. We're doing three ounce patties. You're, you're always going to do a double, so it's like a six ounce burger all the other. You're doing three ounce patties, salt, pepper, little garlic powder, smash. 30, 40 seconds, flip, cheese on, American cheese. You want that good melty cheese. Cheese on immediately, and you're out. Also grilled up some onions, and then, like I said, made a special sauce. Mayo, ketchup, mustard, a little vinegar, a little Worcestershire, mixed. Toasted bun. Butter on the flat stone on the black stone. Get a little movement to the bun. Spin it. Move it. Make sure it gets evenly toasted. Boom. Slap that all together. If you got a little, you know, maybe a little iceberg lettuce would be nice across there for a little crunch. Mmm. I made it. It was delicious. Made a great burger. I'm something of what you might call a chef. You might call me Chef O' Walls, if you will. So yeah, I I think I'm going that way for burgers. I even ordered one of me them burger presses. I was just using a pan. Now I got a burger press. I'm getting serious now. I was in a mall in the year of our Lord 2023. That was something. It was uh, bleak. But not as bleak as I thought it was going to be when I went in. They still have an Annie Ann stand, so, you know, that was good. Not all the stores were closed. 
the only store, like the only big box stores were like Kohl's and Dick's. There were ear piercing and nails and uh, barbershops. The barbershop was bumping. They had like eight chairs all full of people waiting. So, yeah, that was an interesting experience in a mall in 2023. That was a very interesting experience. Um, what else we got here? Aaron Rodgers, it's looking like he's going to the Jets. That's what Trey Wingo is reporting. Trey Wingo has been right on everything so far. Um, so it's seeming like time is, in fact, a flat circle. Another Hall of Fame quarterback from the Green Bay Packers will be heading to the New York Jets. And the quarterback in waiting that had sat three years is going to get his turn. So it appears that the Jordan Love era is here. Another era, and Jim Beheim retires. 47 seasons with the Syracuse Orangemen, or formerly Orangemen, now Orange. So, so yeah, uh, Beheim out at Syracuse. Um, Autry, I believe, is going to step in and take over there. All right, that's all I got. Let's uh, Let's go wrap this thing up. Closing time, everybody. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Thank you once again to all of you guys out there for listening. I appreciate all you. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thank 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 you to our guests, the Place Brothers, Zach Place and Daddy Nick Daddy Place for joining us and making some picks for us. We will be back next week, as always. Episode sixty three next week coming your way. So look forward to that. We're going to dive right back in the NCAA tournament. We'll be making more picks. There'll be more. There's a golf tournament. There's some fights to talk about, UFC 286. So, you know, all good things coming. So we'll be back next week. Till then, peace.